0: What's going on, Badger Nation? This is Michael Erickson-Pasheen from Ad Badger, and you are listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. And today I'm super stoked because I opened up my Amazon Seller Central advertising account last week and I noticed something new. Uh, and that is what we're talking about today. Uh, so as always, I'm joined by Brett. How's it going, Brett? Good. How's it going, everyone? Thanks Good. for tuning in today. Mm-hmm. Were you as excited as I was when this new feature in Seller Central ads rolled out?
1: I don't know if anyone on the planet was excited as you were. Okay. Uh, but yes, I was quite excited myself, too.
0: I was pretty stoked. I rarely tweet, and I tweeted about this. So this was a big deal for me. Um, So yeah, so this episode is going to be a really fun one. And of course, this new feature that we are talking about is product targeting and category targeting finally available inside Seller Central ads. So if you are running ads on Seller Central, uh, or if you haven't and you're getting gearing up to it, it's great that you're here because this, I believe, will be as fundamental as keyword targeting is currently on sponsored product ads. Um, So yeah, so we're actually going to be digging into this topic and building an SOP, a standard operating procedure for this, and specifically the reasoning, the theory behind why this new targeting feature is so important, as well as the setup of it. Uh, And we've got some cool, uh, but first, before we do that, we've got some cool updates on the software side of things. Uh, So AdBadger, the app, has a cool December update coming. Uh, Brett, you wanna share a little bit about our new December update to our software?
1: Uh, Sure, so we're actually gonna be implementing uh, features into the Account Navigator that are going to allow you to add and edit campaigns right from within the Campaign Manager in Ad Badger, so you won't even need to log into Seller Central anymore to deal with your ads. I'm excited,
0: lots of great updates. Uh, You know, it's great working in an industry like paid traffic, especially on Amazon, because there's so many changes coming out so quickly. Uh, and having the software, like as me, as an Amazon marketer, I get really excited because every month like I get like a new little goodie. Uh, and the December update, where we're going to be rolling out the ability to add and edit campaigns, including sponsored brand ads, is going to be much needed, needed in there for a while. Uh, and the hope is that it's actually going to be faster to edit something in from inside the app as opposed to having to log into Seller Central. Uh, like the way that we collect data uh, already, like you can sort columns a little bit faster than you can inside Amazon. Uh, so speed is really, really important for us. And let's get to the meat of the episode. You know, uh, logging into the Badger Den Amazon Academy uh, the other day uh, where I shared this new targeting method inside Seller Central, I want to send a special thanks to Ad Badger Academy member Tom, who actually shared his SOP. Uh, so uh, his sharing of the SOP, uh, we, we wanted to do an SOP episode as well, so thanks so much, Tom, for sharing that. Uh, so we're going to be building one sort of live on the air uh, over the next sort of hour, hour and a half, our time, and hopefully this boils down to a podcast, which is about 20, 30 minutes so the people can be left with just the SOP and just the blueprint and some mm-hmm. of the brainstorming that goes on to it, because we got to give the people what they're looking for, Brett. I don't think we've talked about the Academy on the podcast
1: yet, actually.
0: We may be hinted at it once or twice.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's been a really exciting month here. We actually just launched the PPC Den Academy, uh, which is a really cool membership academy uh, where we... Help sellers build a really strong foundation for their amazon PPC journey
0: that's beautiful that's very well put
1: I've been practicing
0: that's right. <laughs> uh, we are Amazon PPC nerds. We love geeking out on this. Uh, you know, I was legitimately excited when we got this targeting method added, uh, so I like went right to the academy and like after my my tweet, of course, I went right into the academy <laughs> to be sure that like everyone knows about this, so if you like geeking out. As much uh, about Amazon PPC advertising as we do, come check us out. Uh, So let's talk theory and sort of importance of this targeting feature. And even before that, let's actually talk about what this new targeting feature is. Uh, So I think a good way to understand new pay traffic features is to actually talk about what it was like before the feature Mm. rolled out. So I mean, how was the targeting? What was it like before this, before a week ago? What were the only ways to target ads on Seller Central sponsored products? Uh,
1: So before we just had keyword targeting, uh, which basically Amazon lets us choose keywords to help our products appear in a shoppers search. Uh, But now we have this new product targeting beta um, and that basically allows you to choose specific products uh, specific categories, brands, or other product features to help you target your ads more specifically. Um, this basically means that you can set your ads to appear on other people's ASINs, mm-hmm. uh,
0: which is a really awesome feature. That's right. So if I'm selling something and a Brett is also selling a competing product, I can now type in his ASIN inside my advertising campaigns and show up as uh, like on your product page. Um, So used properly, this could put you in front of people that might not be making a search. They might already know where they want to go and you can get in front of them. And this is, you know, the evolution of Amazon PPC, right? Uh, Years ago, incredibly basic, Uh, very few ad types, very few ways to target. And slowly but surely, we're getting more and more dimensions at which we can target. Uh, We're getting... Uh, different ads that we can start targeting. Uh, Soon enough, we're probably going to have hour of the day, day of the week bidding, all these different things, maybe more audience-based bidding as well. Um, So this is a step in that evolution, which I think we'll continue to see, which is more targeting options, uh, more refined targeting options, I think, is the big deal here, that it's becoming more refined. Um, Because previously, if you were running an automatic sponsored product campaign, uh, you know, it's great. You just drop your product in there. Amazon automatically shows you for searches that it thinks are related, and it also shows you for products that it thinks are related. The biggest frustration we would always get is from that auto campaign, you might get a keyword that converts really great. Well, that's terrific. You can take that, peel it out, stick it into a manual exact, and then bid more aggressively on it, get more traffic for that winning term. But if you had a product that you were showing up for and you were converting well on, there's n- there would be no way for you to get more visibility for that suggested product and of course we're talking about you know when you scroll down there's that uh, sponsored product related to this item uh, as you scroll down an individual product page so this has given advertisers the power to identify those ASINs that are going to con- that are going to convert well for us and then boom get more visibility on the ones that convert well and Hopefully clear out the the ASINs that we're appearing for that are not behaving well for us. You know, get rid of those. So it's classic optimization. Cast a wide net. See what's going to be converting for you. Amplify what does convert and then demote or block what
1: isn't going to work. The exciting part as well is I've noticed uh, whenever Amazon releases a new feature um, or a new platform or, or, you know, just... Something that Amazon releases new to their sellers, there tends to be uh, this awesome rush because it's, there's a really good opportunity. There's there's good opportunity for uh, first mover advantage. Mm-hmm. So I think the people that really dive into product targeting and fully understand it and understand how to incorporate this and create new ads off of it are going to have a lot
0: of really good success early on. Mm-hmm. This is the nitty-gritty paid traffic world that... I enjoy so much. It's like a new feature. What, how are we going to use it to sort of out-compete the competition? Like, those are the things that, like, personally excite me. So in terms of our SOP that we're filling out, um, the general setup and the sort of importance of this is to be able to control what products we appear for uh, as a suggested sponsored product. Um, Previously, we had no control of it. Now, all of a sudden, guess what? We do. So this represents a really great, you know, you want your ads to be refined. You don't want to show up for hundreds of different ASINs uh, that you don't know about, that you can't control, that you can't block, that you're not prioritizing. Uh, you're treating all of them the same. And now we're sort of stepping away from treating all of these ASINs the same way. And we're actually going to be able to say, wait a second, these are my top 10 ACE competitor ASINs that I want to appear for. These are the ones that I'd never want to appear for. And that allows smart advertisers, uh, hopefully everyone out there listening, to be able to allocate their funds, exercise their funds in a way that's going to allow them to get the most visibility on the most profitable ASINs that they want to appear for. Um, So inside of
1: this actual product targeting, uh, in Amazon, if you go into Seller Central and hit Create New Campaign, you choose Manual Selection and you scroll down, there's actually two different parts of the product targeting. Uh, there's categories, um, so categories are products that are grouped by similarities. Um, so you can select a certain category to appear for, or you can choose individual products. Uh, Amazon will actually generate a huge list of suggested products that they give you, or uh, you can go ahead and search by product name, ASIN or SKU or enter a whole list of products that you want to appear for. Um, so I'm actually I've noticed a lot of similarities with this. Um, you know with keyword targeting we like to cast a really wide net so we can figure out which keywords uh, are most relevant and most efficient uh, for our particular product and I think that product targeting is going to be very similar uh, in the way that we want to cast a really wide net at first and understand Uh, which ASINs we want to target that are going to bring us the best results, uh, the best ACOS, and the most
0: sales. Sure. Um, So I'm actually inside Seller Central right now. I've got my computer pulled up uh, and I think you are too. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I wanted to do is actually walk through the process. So just in case anyone hasn't done it um, and those that have, just get a little bit more insight into each different section. So when you go into Seller Central, and you click create a campaign, you're greeted with your normal two options. Uh, So the the account that I'm in only has two options, sponsored products, which is sort of the the primary ad type on Amazon advertising right now. And then sponsored brands, which is formerly known as headline search ads. Uh, And then of course that name change. I like the acronym HSAs, uh, headline search ads, I like the name of that. But the fact is that these headline search ads actually appear in places other than the headline, which makes sense to change it, I see sponsored brands as well. Um, some accounts also currently have access to display ads. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have that on yours?
1: Not in this particular account. Right,
0: so they're slowly dripping out some of these new features, but as far as I know, product targeting, the theme of this episode, everybody has access to product targeting. Mm-hmm. So after I select sponsored products, uh, you know, I can enter a campaign name, Uh, I pick my start date, I pick my end date, uh, I set a daily budget. And then I have two options, automatic targeting. And of course, we talk a lot about that uh, on our site uh, and inside the Academy. Amazon's going to decide what keywords and what products to trigger for my ads. Uh, They're going to do their best to try to make things relevant. uh, But of course, relevancy doesn't always mean profitability. Uh, The big downside with that is it's one bid for everything, every keyword that you're gonna show up for, every product that you show up for, uh, and that represents an issue that we can't prioritize some over others, we can't get more visibility on some over others using an auto campaign. It's great for discovery, great for all those things, doesn't mean an automatic campaign is bad, that you can't control this, but we just need to remember that's what an automatic campaign's purpose is, to cast that wide net to find a whole bunch of different things for us. And then we select manual targeting. And after you select manual targeting, the description says: Choose keywords or products or products to target shopper searches and set custom bids. Uh, so previously, this only said choose keywords, and we can now choose products as well. And if anyone's coming over from the Google Ads side, you know this is a perfect, you know, a way to think about this is if we have keyword targeting on Google Ads, and then we also have display targeting. So this is sort of a display ad if this product targeting. Um, We create our ad group, and then we select our products. Mm. And then we're greeted with a targeting option. Keyword targeting, which is normal, broad, phrase, exact type targeting. And then we have product targeting. Uh, And then some new options pop up once you select product targeting. And I still see a beta on mine next to product targeting, which Mm -hmm. means Amazon's still working out some of the kinks. But uh, in general, this is rolled out for everyone as far as I know. So after you select product targeting, choose specific products, categories, brands, or other product features to target your ads. Um, Brett, are you playing around with any, on your end, are you typing in any different products in there and seeing what pops up? So nothing will
1: actually show up until you choose a product from above the targeting box. If you scroll up a little bit, you'll Mm -hmm. see the products box. As soon as you add one of those or multiple of those or add a bunch of variations, and you scroll back down below the the targeting box to product targeting, uh, Amazon will propagate a bunch of different categories for you. And then it'll even propagate a bunch of individual products for you uh, to choose from. And as soon as you hit target for those, uh, you can choose whether to target them or you can even refine certain categories as well. Uh, As as soon as you finish that selection, uh, that will actually Show up below and give you a suggested bid uh, and a
0: really good starting point for your bid right there. Mm-hmm. So, this is this can get pretty daunting, right? Uh, just like with whether it be Google ads or Facebook ads, anytime we're greeted with more options, and that's the direction that Amazon advertising is going to, anytime we're greeted with more options, it can start to look like a labyrinth. So, on my end, You know, I just picked a a product. I picked a paperweight, pretty standard product. I typed in product. Then I selected product targeting. And already I'm seeing where this could potentially veer off course for a lot of people. So this is like one of the first uh, hurdles that I think we need to be aware to jump over. I selected a paperweight. And the categories suggested are desk accessories and workspace organizers, which is pretty good. Then another one was home and kitchen which is a little off course for a paperweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I see paperweight, which is exactly what it is, and then I see a home decor product, which is maybe what a paperweight is. You know, Maybe it's a little decorative or anything like that. So we need to be aware right here at this sort of first decision point, if I'm going to go with category-based targeting, is it where exactly, is that the, the true correct category? You know, it might be related, but is this gonna be the best pick for me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, One thing you could do as
1: well is uh, if you do look at the categories and all of the ones that Amazon Amazon propagates don't really make sense or aren't relevant to your product, uh, you can click search next to suggested as well Mm -hmm. and search for a category uh, that is very relevant to your product that you feel comfortable with. Uh, One thing that I would definitely recommend you do for this category targeting is uh, take a look through some of your closest competitors or the top listings inside of your category and try to figure out uh, where they are listed. You can actually go right to their listing, uh, scroll down to the bottom uh, to uh, more product information, and their category will be displayed right there. And those are the ASINs that you want your product to be appearing for as well. So that's one recommendation I have if you're looking for a good, relevant category to uh, list your product under.
0: Yeah. Uh, And also when you... So yeah, probably the the rule of thumb here, look at what's suggested, see if anything makes sense for you, and then maybe even play around with this uh, refine button. Um, You know, in this hypothetical example, I'm selling a paperweight, so the paperweight category probably seems best. Uh, Maybe you might want to explore related products, like if it's an add-on type product. So, you know, maybe if uh, you're selling a jump rope, and you also sell uh, workout gloves, and you know people that are going to jump rope a lot are going to need workout gloves, maybe you might want to play around with an, a complementary category. But the thing I wanted to mention is if you click refine on these category-based targetings, uh, when I click refine, I'm actually greeted with a list of brands inside that category, which is, again, this is, this is sort of a broader than just individual product targeting. So it's actually product targeting as well as category targeting. Uh, I can also do brand targeting inside of that. So I can actually type in specific brands and I'm seeing brands that, that sell, that are selling in this category and I can actually select some of these uh, or I can select all of them, uh, which is pretty interesting. I can also select a price range for what I want to appear for Uh, what I want to show up for. So if I know that my product is maybe way more expensive than maybe a cheap product, then I might want to say, actually, don't show me for products that are below a certain range. Um, That's pretty interesting. If I have a product that is maybe a little bit more inexpensive, I might want to think about that too. Um, I can also pre-select review star ratings, which if I'm reading this correctly, this is the amount of stars that the product that I'll be showing up for Mm -hmm. will have. Right. And
1: one place I think a lot of sellers are going to get tripped up here, Uh, I think that a lot of people are going to make the mistake of only selecting review star ratings of four or five. Um, It feels kind of instinctual to do that Mm -hmm. for some reason. That's the best. The problem with that is that most of the listings that people are gonna decide to not purchase and look for an alternative for mm-hmm. are the ones with lower star ratings. Uh, these products that have one stars, two stars, three stars, people see these and they're like, uh, there's not a lot of social proof, You know, people don't like this product, mm-hmm. maybe I should go and find another one. And it's, it's really important not to ignore those listings. I think there's a lot of value in showing up for, um, having your ad show up on listings that don't have very
0: good star ratings. Yeah, this is actually pretty crazy that you can actually do this. I mean, r- from an auto campaign, you had no control over this whatsoever. You could be showing up for perfect 4.8 star products where people probably are have a huge conversion rate and they're probably not that likely to leave. Now I can go in and target zero to three stars, products where people are probably pretty eager to click away from. Uh, And then once you do, which is which is, that's like very cool. Huge. Uh, That's really cool. Um, And there's probably some strategy, and and it would probably be difficult to test. uh, Because if you wanted to test, you know, if I'm going to target, in this example, the paperweight category, I select all these brands. It tells me how many products actually I will be targeting, which is kind of cool. It doesn't tell me the, the exact products at this stage yet. Um, but it would be interesting to know if I target zero to three stars or I target uh, three and above or four and five, what is my difference in performance? It's I, an interesting case study idea for us to do. I doubt that Amazon's going to tell me the star rating. You know, they, they, Amazon's notoriously bad at reporting dimensions. Uh, you know, I can't get a performance by day of the week over the last... Year it won't tell me my Monday average performance Tuesday, so they're notorious at not giving us this data. So I doubt we they would tell us this. You know, when you appear for a star rating of one, your conversion rate is this. A two, your conversion Mm -hmm. rate. This would probably have to be set up and set up manually, uh, which means this would have to be done at the ad group level in order to segment this. So pretty interesting. would require a lot more work to be able to do this. So, for this particular category, you know, I selected some brands in the paperweight category. There were nine to 15 products in the zero to three star rating, and then the four to five, there were two to three. Mm. So, it looks like it would be pretty, which isn't a lot of data, right? We would want a lot of data to be able to do something like this. But this is pretty interesting. I wonder. This is like a huge question. I'm actually going to write this down so we can remember this for next week when Mm -hmm. we start to do some of our analysis. I think that'd be so interesting to find out when I appear for zero to three stars, what's my performance? When I appear for four to five stars, what's my performance? Uh, Because damn, it might be worth it to never appear for things with five stars or four or or five stars just because people are so uneager to leave.
1: Right. That's pretty cool. And... (laughs) <laughs> We're just really scratching the surface. That's just the refine option in the categories, and we haven't even touched on the individual product targeting yet. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it, because my so with <laughs> <laughs> with individual products, uh, you can target individual products that are similar to products in your ad. So this is essentially choosing, handpicking listings, and making it so that your ad is going to show up on those actual listings. Um, Obviously, some listings that convert better uh, are going to have worse performance for your ad. But for listings that maybe people aren't a fan of, uh, I would expect a higher conversion rate from that, just like we were talking
0: about. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a question for you. Do you think this, uh, even before we go to individual products, back to the category targeting, (laughs) do you think category-based targeting will replace auto campaign targeting like would we ever want to because in a way this is kind of it it appears that it's kind of auto targeting like Mm -hmm. if i if i pick the category option and then i hit target there uh it'll tell me the products it'll tell me the category that i just selected down below like in my targeting options i can set a bid for it uh i can't see the individual ones below that um do you think this is going to replace like auto-targeting, where instead of just running an auto and letting it run fairly wild, now we sort of run a category, manual targeted, which is going to sh- show me for you know, maybe a couple dozen products. I'm not sure we have enough data yet
1: to know if auto-targeting uh, for keywords is going to be completely replaced and that this will be a better alternative. But I think that the category targeting is going to be very similar to auto-targeting in that it's going to let us cast a really wide net over a whole bunch of different ASINs uh, that are still relevant to our product because uh, we know it's in the same
0: category as our product. In, In a perfect world... My auto, I would always start with the auto campaign, and then the auto campaign would tell me what categories I'm showing up for, mm-hmm. and then I would go into my manual campaign and then select the good categories and dig in a little deeper, right? I doubt Amazon will give us that data anytime soon, which mm-hmm. is a bummer. Uh,
1: another interesting thing, though, is uh, since a lot of our listeners actually already have uh, keyword campaigns going, uh, automatic and manual keyword campaigns, You can look through a search term report and actually see the ASINs that your product has converted on already. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be a really good place to start Mm -hmm. in really peeling out all of those converting ASINs and sticking those into a more targeted
0: uh, individual product targeting list. Right. That's the way to start this. Uh, I can go off the rails and talk about theory. Like, wouldn't it be great if they did this? Wouldn't it be great if they did that? Uh, how are we going to use this? What are we going to do? But definitely, the thing that, without a doubt, we should be doing is going and looking at your search term report. Which, again, they still call it a search term report, even though now it's an—it's always been an ASIN plus search term report. Uh, but basically, go and you look at that search term report, and you see the ASINS you appeared for. Th- go straight to manual targeting, in target individual products, type those in, and now you have a very we graduated, now we're refining it a little bit better. That's classic research peel, stick, and block. I did my research, I found out what converts, uh, I peel that out, I stick it into my manual individual product targeting, and then, uh, ideally I block it from my, whatever the source, whatever did the research in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one thing as well is uh,
1: some of the newer marketers on Amazon won't actually know what a search term report is or where to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys- oh, That's smart, my favorite thing. If you guys are looking for an actual search term report in your account, uh, just click on advertising, and uh, that will take you to a page that shows all campaigns, and at the top it'll say campaigns, drafts, bulk operations, advertising settings, and then advertising reports. Uh, Click on advertising reports, and from there you'll be able to choose a report period, um, you know, the campaign type if you want it to uh, be a report of sponsored products or sponsored brands, And then you can download a search term report, hit create report, that'll let you download it, and uh, that will give you the search term report that we're talking about here that will have all of those converting ASINs uh, in the list there. Cool.
0: And then of course you go create a new campaign, new ad group, target those individual products that are converting well. Um, And you can also block or a negative product target, the ones that are not converting well, which is huge. Um, one of the biggest frustrations was the inability to block an ASIN that isn't performing well, and now you can. Uh, so you can actually go and type in negative product targeting, which seems like the setup is only useful if um, you're targeting by category, right? If you're targeting by category or you're targeting uh, by, brand uh you can go ahead and exclude individual brands or you can exclude individual products Mm -hmm. so you know if there was some competitor that you wanted to block the it defaulted for me to remove my uh to block my own brand did it do it for you uh sure thing yeah and you know mike i
1: uh, earlier you were talking about um showing your ad on my listing. Mm-hmm. I really hope as a friend of mine <laughs> that you will add my brand to the negative product Ooh, targeting list. There
0: you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe. I, I'll say is maybe. <laughs> uh, so we've covered the category-based targeting, individual products, negative product targeting. Uh, I do want to double check for auto campaigns. Did they add the ability to do negative Not products? yet. No. Uh, that's something
1: I'm... Kind of optimistic about come in the on, future. Get Jeez. it together. Uh,
0: for sure. So even even today, right now, you cannot negative target an auto campaign uh, at the ASIN level. You can still negative at the keyword level. You can still have negative phrase, negative exacts to your auto. But unfortunately, you cannot add negative ASIN placements mm-hmm. or negative brand placements, which is like uh, come on, come on Amazon. So let's,
1: uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Mike. Let's just simplify Uh things. You are, you haven't launched any product targeting yet. You see this new feature, it says beta, it's scary. You don't know what to do, it's new. I'm freaking out already. What are you going to do? How are you gonna launch your product
0: targeting campaigns? Just walk me through it. Step one, so I've I've launched my auto campaign. I'm starting to get some good data rolling in. Uh, I'm then going to take those ASINs that convert well, throw them in a manual uh product targeting ad group uh and then i'm going to ideally bid more aggressively there uh because any of these because again the downside of an auto campaign is that i'm bidding one bid for you know maybe the 10 high converting asins but i'm bidding the same amount there uh, that we've also got for all the other asins Are are we still recording Okay, we had a... a, a, That was a very loud car. Someone (laughs) with a very loud car roll by, uh, and they're now gone. I thought these windows were extra insulated. I guess not. Not against that car. Uh, um, So you you take your auto campaign, you get the ASIN data that converts well, you then throw that in your manual product targeting ad group, and then you ideally bid aggressively on it. Uh, And you bid aggressively on it because now all of a sudden theoretically, you should appear higher, you should get more traffic for it, which if it's high converting, that's what you want to do. That, I think, is table stakes right now. I think everyone should be doing that. uh, Rewarding high converting ASINs with a stronger bid in a manual product target campaign so you can get more visibility, appear higher. Because some of those suggested uh, sponsored products related to this product, some of those because it's like a left-to-right scroll on desktop, some of those have like 80 pages of sponsored suggestions. So being able to bid more aggressively on the areas that you know you convert well, that should be table stakes. That's classic research, peel, stick, and block. I did my research in my auto. Uh, I peel out the things that convert really well. I stick it into a manual targeting, and then I wish I could then block it from uh, my auto campaign, but you know, since the other one gets a bigger bid, it should happen. It should go to that new ad group I created anyway. Mm -hmm. So are you going to, would you recommend
1: uh, going ahead and launching a category targeting campaign as well? Uh, Sort of like the automatic campaign version of this new product targeting?
0: That's really interesting, right? So this is a question I think we touched on earlier. Does this make auto campaign targeting for the purposes of, of finding new ASINs redundant or irrelevant or maybe even less effective or something like that. Uh, I do think this changes some things. Um, And I, you know, I go back to like the theory of sort of search and display advertising. We always want to cast a wide net. We want to find the things on the fringe. We want to find that ASIN that random ASIN that I appear for that I just happen to have an incredibly high conversion rate, I want to find that. And the question I don't know the answer to is, will I still find all of those long tail, those really obscure ones that individually are small converting, but if I find a hundred of them, that's great. Will I still find those things with category-based targeting? I'm inclined to say probably yeah, Uh, because I mean, you can target your categories as broad or as uh, refined as, as you want. So with that paperweight example, I could just go directly down to paperweights. I can go up a level to desk accessories and workspace organizers. I can go up another step to office and school supplies. I can go up a step to office products. And if that means that I'll only appear in one of these categories as opposed to an auto campaign where I to show up for many, many more, maybe that it's worth it. Uh, and I think time will tell. I don't really know the answer to but I'm inclined to say maybe, yeah, maybe. I imagine it's
1: a good way to get a ton of impressions, Um, but the the performance, we kind of have no clue at this point if it's gonna perform really well and give us uh, new fresh ASINs that our automatic keyword campaign hasn't already found. uh, I think that's just something
0: time will tell. Cool, so I think what we're gonna do next week is actually launch some of these talk to some of our members, try to get some optimization strategies of, hey, we've launched some. Now this is what the data is telling us. This was much more of an introduction. Uh, And I know at the start of the episode, we said that we wanted to actually create the SOP, uh, but we just had so much to talk about as we went through it. Uh, How about we make the SOP, because we need to make one anyway internally. Uh, We're going to share it with the Academy uh, we can have it on our site as, we can have it on our blog as well if people are interested there okay. So uh, you can get all of our podcasts and all of our content uh, just head over to adbadger.com podcast uh, this should be episode number 3 I believe and next, next week we're going to be digging into all of these strategies about how to get the most value out of these as opposed to just the setup uh, anything else Brett?
1: I think that just about covers it. Um, again, want to say thanks to Tom for posting that in uh, the Amazon PPC Den Academy community. Uh, it's a really awesome community that we're starting to build there. Uh, a lot of really knowledgeable guys and girls just posting uh, a lot of awesome information, and we'd really love to have you guys join our community
0: and get a lot of value out of that as well. Cool. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, Brett. I'm pretty happy to say this is our third episode. I think this might have been the best one yet. I think you should tweet about it. There you go. righty, so keep in touch at badger.com/podcast. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you guys next week.